Welcome to Why Do You Like This. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> oh, I'm stupid. I'm Jackson, and... I'm dumb. I thought I could be a decent man in an indecent time, <laughs> but I was wrong. The world is cruel, and the only morality in a cruel world is chance. Unbiased, unprejudiced, fair. How you doing, Jamie? I was better before whatever that was. <laughs> So uh, shout out to my man, Harvey Dent. I know, I'm fucking Harvey Two-Face. <laughs> my dude. <laughs> so if you couldn't figure it out yet, we are here to talk about The Dark Knight. <laughs> yes, we are. Hit <sighs> feature film from 2008. It was a hit feature film from 2008. Sequel to Batman Begins. I mean, unless you're asking me in my personal timeline. Because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that movie existed. Our man Christian Bale returns as Bruce Wayne Batman. He does. Michael Caine is back as Alfred. Mm-hmm. Gary Oldman is back as Jim Gordon. Heath Ledger. Yes. And Aaron Eckhart join the cast. We got Maggie Gyllenhaal, unfortunately, replacing Katie Holmes. No, I'm here for it. I'm super here for it. I like I it, love her. this viewing of it. Mm-hmm. Even more, I'm just like, she's bad in this movie. See, I don't really She's think giving so. a bad performance, I feel like. I don't think it's that bad. There's a part I think it's real. near the beginning when she's mm-hmm. talking to Harvey Dent, and mm-hmm. they're get, kind of flirty back and forth, and then he says he's going to go meet the head of major crimes, and she goes, oh, Jim Gordon? He's a friend, actually. Try to be nice. And it's like, I can just, like, see her acting, and it bums me out. Okay. Okay. I'll allow it. I don't think it works. Okay. I wish Katie Holmes had come back. I mean, I don't think she would have really done better. I think it would have at least had the continuity. And I buy the... Yeah. I have zero chemistry between her and Christian Bale. You think so? I feel like Christian Bale had more chemistry with Katie Holmes. That's fair. Um, I think Actually, I feel like most people probably would. And I feel like you would have enjoyed seeing her get blown up more. Probably, yeah. Okay. See? So it's win-win. All right. All right. Uh, I'm buying what you're selling. (laughs) You've convinced me. Go on. So, where do you where do you want to get started? I don't yeah. really know. Because I see you have a lot of notes. I do have a lot of notes. I have a lot of notes. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Where were you in 2008? What were you doing leading up to this movie? What was your awareness of this movie coming out? Were you like involved in the hype at all? Because this movie had no. some crazy hype going into it. Not really. So... In 2008, I would have been in the 8th slash 9th grade. Because this was like Jesus probably a fuck. summer situation. I had been out of right? high school for two years. Yes. so Because I'm assuming this probably came out in the summertime. Yeah. So I was, I had just graduated the 8th grade. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. I was getting ready to go into my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, had he died yet? Had Heath died yet? He died... The January before this movie came that's out. That's what I thought, yeah. This movie came out in June, I believe. Yeah, that's the only hype I really understood around it was him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, at the time, had not been allowed to watch Brokeback Mountain. I, I really knew nothing about Heath Ledger other than uh, that one other movie, the 10 Things I Hate 10 Things I Hate About that's You. That's the only Which movie I'd ever seen. a fucking classic. We no, stand. I love that movie, yeah. yes. But, like, that that was the movie he had just come off of. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, but I, I literally was not allowed to watch it. Because having been, like, part of the fan community, I can't mm-hmm. even tell you. So 2007, mm-hmm. 2008, the, like, buildup of anticipation for mm-hmm. this movie was fucking insane. And coming off the end of Batman Begins, all anybody could fucking talk about was, like, who's going to be the Joker? Mm-hmm. How are they possibly going to follow up what Jack Nicholson did? What's, like, Nolan's realistic interpretation of the Joker going to be? 
Right. And it, like all the fan casting was like Paul Bettany, Johnny Depp. There's okay. this guy named Lashy Hume or something like that that everybody was like, oh, this is the guy. Uh, and, like I don't know who that is still. <laughs> spectacular. And then um, I remember the news coming out and mm-hmm. it was Heath Ledger. And some people were violently against it. I was definitely somebody who was like, I don't see that. That's mm-hmm. very surprising. But at that point, post Batman Begins, I was like, whatever Chris Nolan wants to do, I sure. will go with. Right. Yes. Um, we didn't know, even know what the movie was going to be called. That was the other half of the speculation. It was like, Batman Continues. Oh, yeah. That would have been Batman weird. Escalation was like a fan title that everybody liked because that was like a theme last time. Interesting. And okay. then I remember like trolls making like posters and it was Batman on Escalator. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I thought I like that, that was fun. Um, but there was also the vehement, weird homophobia of like, oh, yes. the gay cowboy is going to be the Joker. It's going to be yeah. gay Joker. And it's unfortunate, because I don't know if anybody's revisited Brokeback Mountain in a more no. woke time or in a more mature place in their lives. It's a great movie. It's no, a fantastic love story. Yeah, I've it's heard beautiful. it's beautiful. Um, yeah. I watched it last year, and I cried. Um. Yeah, growing up in a very much Christian house, Baptist household, I was not allowed to watch that yeah. film. You know what's funny about that? Mm-hmm. You know who would have loved gay people? Jesus. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You're 100% not wrong. Um, but yeah, so then even a lot of the church people were like, I don't know if I want to watch the next Batman movie because the guy who played that role oh, was in it. Like, that's like, actually genuinely people I knew had that opinion. I wish I was dead. Yeah. <laughs> um... We were actually having this conversation last night with somebody else about, like, you know, like, I was in Christian school from literally preschool up through the second quarter uh-huh. of 10th grade. Oh, wow. So, like, May my... May I pay you a compliment? Yes. That doesn't show. Thank you! You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, the second I started at public school, I met Brandon, and that ruined me. <laughs> <laughs> He's my first friend. <laughs> that does show. <laughs> I was going to say, is that believable? <laughs> I love you, buddy. Um, and just to like foreshadow where we're going to mm-hmm. get eventually in this podcast, every time I let some like time go between watching this movie, because mm-hmm. it's maybe been two or three years since I've sat down and watched The Dark Knight uh-huh. all the way through, um, I always kind of like settle back down this like, yeah, it was a good performance, mm-hmm. but like... You know, it was probably just a good performance. Mm-hmm. And then every time I watch it, it like reminds me of like, this is a different thing. Like, this is a singular piece of, like, acting yeah. as art. Like, he's a, yeah. just a different fucking person. Mm-hmm. It's insanity. No, a thousand percent. And, like, every choice he's making mm-hmm. is insane and perfect. And, like, watching it the first time in the theater, it's a little scary. Because I don't think I've ever seen, a, like, a mm-hmm. comic book villain like this in a movie where you're like, I don't know what he's going to do from, like, yeah. one moment to the next. Literally. Yeah. Like you, that that fucking pencil thing. <laughs> the first time. It gets me every time. I forget. Trick. I literally forget about it every single time and I'm like ah! <laughs> Let's not blow this out of proportion. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm really glad I have both of you here. <laughs> have you seen um Zach is sitting here. Probably not. Have you seen the um there's you see it on YouTube a lot, this video with Fuck. Is this a porno? No, no, the no. The video with fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <I see you. laughs> 
you describe it. Speak for a second. Um, a second. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'm not really sure what you're getting at, so I'm quite excited to see where this is going. Um, while I do partake in a lot of YouTube, I have no idea what the fuck you're getting at. Uh-huh. Um, and what's pertinent here? <laughs> um, me being spooked by the pencil thing? Or what? Yeah, what, just talk, what, was just that talk your about Dracula. What? <laughs> no, well, I was trying to figure out what your segue was to this video. Oh, so, exactly. no, his performance, and particularly the voice he's doing, uh-huh. I just can't remember this singer's name, and it's, like, gonna bug me unless I okay, got it. figure it out. Um, <laughs> Fan-fucking-tastic. Fan yeah. Um, Tom Waits. I don't know who that is. There's a, Tom Waits is a, uh, a singer. Well, I got that much um, out of context. There, there's an interview with Tom Waits from, like, the, I'm gonna say early 80s on mm-hmm. a talk show. And I'll send you the link. We can post it with this video. Okay. And the way he's speaking and the way he's acting, like, it is what Ledger's doing. Oh, shit. So Ledger took a lot of this from, like, Tom Waits. Mm-hmm. They took a lot of inspiration from, like, sort of um, mid-70s, late-70s punk scene. Mm-hmm. Um, just the idea that he's, like, has these fancy clothes, but he probably never changes them. He's always dirty. Yeah. You can... Pr- when I watch the movie, I feel like I can smell him. Oh, definitely. Um, it's like images you can definitely smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why you <didn't> like <laughs> too relatable, right? Scratch and sniff. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> you know, I think one thing I wish that will never happen is like when you can have that experience at home of smelling what's on the screen. Man, that'd be great. No. Like the same technology that's on the store in over California. A hundred percent. Like that's what I was <laughs> trying to get it? at. Um, I feel like that's in our lifetime's future, like what may happen technologically. Who wants that, though? Rich people. <laughs> Who? Pe- people that can, rich people. Ugh. Like, just to say that they have just that say thing. say that they have it. Yeah, like, they'll probably never <laughs> use it, but... Oh, you don't have smell-o-vision? Right. You simply must. <laughs> it's only, like, $3,000 a year, but it's worth it. Like, you need a subscription, like, to, like, refill it. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I'm gonna hold back. Oh no, please tell me. <laughs> I'm scared. About people we know who would probably invest in smell vision and be oh. like, oh, you don't have it? No, 5,000%. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yes. Great, we'll talk about that off air. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The anticipation of this movie was huge. Mm-hmm. There was this, um, like, the very first huge viral marketing campaign about six months before this movie came out, were they, like, the company that Warner Brothers hired to do the marketing put out this, like, secret code. Mm -hmm. And as people decrypted the code, it gave them coordinates on maps across the United States. Was that Comic-Con? No, this was before Comic-Con. This is pre-Comic-Con. Yeah, they did something else at Comic-Con. This is before Comic-Con. I was just, like, at home on my laptop watching this stuff during, like, Christmas break that year. What the fuck? So people would go to the coordinates, and it would take you to a bakery. And if you told the bakery, like, the code word or whatever, they would give you a cake. And inside the cake is a cell phone and a plastic bag. And the cell phone has a pre-programmed number in it, and you called that number, and they gave you tickets to, like, a premiere showing of this movie. What the fuck? Yeah. That's really fun, though. And then also the people that were going to the coordinates, like, every time a cake was delivered, it unlocked, like, a pixel on this screen that was slowly being unlocked, like, on their website, and it was the first real picture of the Joker, once it got, oh, like, that's fully nuts. unlocked. Yeah, it was fucking wild. <laughs> wow. We were all losing our minds. 
Yeah, I was not a part of that crowd. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. I was for sure way too busy with other things. No, I was not. Like, I was probably busy, like, French braiding <laughs> my hair. <laughs> yeah, I was going, um, so 2008 is when I moved to Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been, like, September 2008. So, mm-hmm. leading up to this point, I was still going to Diablo Valley College <laughs> in hey! Pleasant Hill. <laughs> um, which I lovingly like to refer to as USC, the University of South Concord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Good shit. Um, and this was, like, around Christmas break, so I was just at home yeah. on the computer, just, like, balls deep in this shit. Yeah, I would have been about to uh, graduate middle school. Fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Good well, shit. Let's get into the movie a little bit. Yes. Similar to the first movie, mm-hmm. we have an opening bat logo. We do. This time, blue flames. Yes. Shit's about to get real. It's about to get hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are introduced to a Gotham City about one year into Bruce Wayne being Batman. I, I wasn't hundred percent so. sure. Um, we're kind of on the streets of Gotham City. The mm-hmm. bat signals in the sky, and now it means something yes. to the people in Gotham City. There's like maybe a drug deal about to go down. The guy sees the bat signal. He's like, "Not nah, feeling it." <laughs> maybe next time. <laughs> we're we're hearing this like radio interview with the mayor. Mm-hmm. They're talking about how they're trying to figure out who the Batman is, and he's not you know, sanctioned by the city. Not at all. No. Quite the opposite. No. Not officially. No, no, no. And then we meet our old friend Jonathan Crane, the Scarecrow. Yes, we do. He's still around. He's still out there doing his thing. Doing weird Scarecrow shit with his magic dust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his sleepy dust. But then this thing gets interrupted. It does. And that's why we bring dogs. That was wild. Shout out to my favorite character in this movie, the Chechen. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we bring dogs. My dogs are hungry. Um, <laughs> that guy is the fucking best. I I think I kind of forget this scene exists mm-hmm. in the movie. Like I don't know why, because um, I've seen this movie a few times. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say maybe like four or five. <clears throat> what? Why are you like? Jesus Christ! <laughs> like thirty-four, thirty-five. <laughs> Bruh, I saw this movie ten times in the theater. <laughs> okay, great. Um, wow. All right. Um, cool. 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 Mm-hmm. And this is where I think I like loosely brought it up last week. Um, because again, I forget the scene happens, and then like he like drives over those cars in that parking lot, and that's where I was like, oh, like mm-hmm. when damage is done, like what the fuck happens? Like who pays for this? Like that's why you have insurance. I mean, I guess. Yeah. But, like, I don't think Geico covers Batman in, driving over your fucking Gotham car. City, I guarantee you that, like, Allstate has... There's a Batman like, clause? Like, an extra premium, yeah. Oh, no. <clears throat> um, no, we haven't sussed it out on the podcast. So, just... Go for it. No, I, I can't... Oh, Let me give it to you. Hold on. All right, all right. All right, I'm live? Okay, here we go. So, my theory on the insurance, right... They never talk about it. Mm-hmm. But what easily could be a thing, especially because Bruce Wayne is so anti-Batman, because he has to be, uh-huh. builds up this whole character so that nobody assumes he's Batman, he probably has his own swarm of like Wayne industry insurance coverage for mm-hmm. everything Batman does. Probably, yeah. Like, he has to. They don't <laughs> talk about it because he doesn't have to, but the fact that he just probably has his own like insurance. Yeah. And then that also adds to the fact that no way is he Batman, because Wayne Industries is shelling out all this insurance money over and over again. Yeah, he's for... like this fucking idiot every day. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No. That was like she goes, "What happens there?" And I'm like, "That's probably what he does. He has his own insurance." Makes total sense. Yeah. 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 What are you listening to over there? This guy. I showed. I've showed her that interview. Oh, it's a good interview. <laughs> yeah. It's. It's. He's. Yeah. Mr. Tom Waits. Tom Waits. No, I'm so excited it's to watch. Crazy, wa- right? <laughs> Sounds just like. But I was so excited to watch this movie with her to actually because this is my yeah. hands down mm-hmm. one movie. It's the Dark Knight. Besides Batman in general, just movie wise. Yeah. Love this shit. When it is like, especially when you compare it to Batman Begins, I think what makes a great sequel is if you take the characters and then just make a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. Right that sort of continues them on their arc but tells a different story what I appreciated to watching it this time as like kind of I feel like I'm just maybe grown was the villains learned Batman's weakness yeah. he can't kill they learned that he never has said it mm-hmm. they've just observed it after him beating the shit out of like so many henchmen and never killing a single one they go yeah. he can't kill and does, Joker figures that out he does tell Maroney at one point I have one rule yeah yeah he's in his voice yeah. but he never actually like it's after never that, advertised after that bomb ass uh nightclub scene oh dude the nightclub scene is so i love that so much like he is so angry yeah i just love i want to see more settings like that in a batman movie where he like just is in abstract things yeah i just like that that yeah just like the vaporwave vibe in there and the lights and the music and he's just like taking out all those tough boys oh yeah like left and right yeah to the beat i love that stuff all right well this isn't weekend plans we're going back to jamie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's true. Anyways, uh, yes. we didn't talk about the like opening opening of the movie, uh, that bank heist with the Joker. Yes. Um. So, again, it's been a while since I have watched it. Maybe like four or five years. Mm-hmm. I want to say. Mm-hmm. So, um, I kind of forgot how it went. I knew it happened. Like I, just, I was like, wait a minute. Like it's it's him the whole time, right? Like that that one's him, right? Yeah. Right. Right. And then Zach was like. Yes. Just yes. shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> so just, like, t- speaking about the hype for this movie, mm-hmm. a few months before this movie came out, um, in IMAX theaters, I think mm-hmm. attached to I Am Legend, the Will Smith movie, mm-hmm. if you went to an IMAX theater and saw that, one of the previews was this, like, seven-minute sequence of the bank heist of this movie. Oh, shit. So I shelled out fucking IMAX money for me and maybe two other friends, and oh I bought everybody's God. tickets. <laughs> Uh-huh. So we could go see I Am Legend, but mo- mostly go see the intro scene to The Dark Knight. Yeah. And, and it is hmm. fucking awesome. Hmm. And I do love, I always say that in a great movie, mm-hmm. you can see what the central themes of the movie are in the opening. Okay. Like scene. bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that the ultimate statement on the Joker in this movie is the way that you are first introduced to him. He's just standing on that street corner. Yeah. And like, as far as the movie is concerned, he could have just like been conjured there. Like he right. maybe just appeared in that moment. He's just this demon that. Yeah. Is here to and that would have been related or like reasonable. <clears throat> exactly. No, I feel that. Like it doesn't matter where he came from. No. He's here now. Yeah. And we have to deal with it. He just exists. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, yeah. It's kind of like that thing. That you're, you, what was that thing you sent me last I night? I sent you. Oh my god, that broke my brain. I sent you some notes I took about Batman and the Joker, sort mm-hmm. of in this movie, and I guess we can get into it now. Yeah, I feel like we're halfway there, anyways. So half. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh huh. 
So the movie, for my money, uh-huh. um, in a much different way than the Tim Burton movie, mm-hmm. still really captures this dynamic of uh, the Batman and the Joker as two sides of the same coin. Right. Taking that concept even further by introducing Two-Face. Yeah. Two sides of the same ha-ha. coin. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. But by saying, like, here's Batman and the Joker, and they're both men with these very advanced skill sets mm-hmm. that create larger-than-life personas to literalize their worldviews and make their ideas into physical reality. Mm-hmm. I think the movie posits that mm-hmm. the Joker, just like Batman, had something bad happen to him. Right. And whereas Batman's response to this bad thing was like, I'm going to make sure that nobody has to experience this ever again. That's what Batman is. The Joker's like, oh, I'm going to make everybody experience this. Mm -hmm. But then taking that a step farther, as far as the Joker being an Mm anti-Batman, what if nothing bad ever happened to him? (laughs) And this is just the way he is. There is no inciting incident. He's the opposite of Batman in that sense. No, thank you. And the idea of him like telling all these stories... Of, like, how I got these scars is him, like, thinking that's funny. Yeah. The idea that, like, he makes oh, something up, bad though. happened to me and now I'm bad. And he's like, that's fucking stupid. Well, I'm just bad. Yeah. He also changes the story. Yeah. Every single character. time he tells a story, he tells a different story. Mm-hmm. To fit the character. Mm-hmm. With, Do- with Rachel, it was a love story. Yes. and But then, ba- yeah, he's a manipulator in that yeah. sense, mm-hmm. very much so. And then with Batman, in the moment that Batman triumphs over Joker, is Batman accepting that the story doesn't matter. Right. It probably isn't a story. So the Joker's about to tell a story to Batman and Batman's like, no, but I know how you got these. Right. Which ties back into Alfred's Some Men Just Want to Watch. Some Men Just Want to Watch a Love Bone. Yep. A long time ago, my friends and I were in Burma. Are you now <laughs> Nigel Thornberry? <laughs> That's Tim Curry. He was almost a Joker, but not quite. Oh. oh that would have been fucking mind-breaking. Mm-hmm. Tim Curry played the Oh. He was originally cast as the voice of the Joker in the animated series, but then oh, couldn't do it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we got Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jesus. but I, I have always thought that like that moment is bat. The moment Batman accepts that he doesn't understand the Joker and never will is the moment he beats him. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. When he stops mm-hmm. trying to like make the Joker conform to his logic, because he won't. Exactly. Yeah. That's what the whole struggle is. Damn. Yeah, like I said, like that broke my brain a little bit. I was like. <laughs> just gonna put this down I need to reevaluate mm-hmm. life for like five minutes yeah. but I also wasn't in like a you know clear mental state at the time so <laughs> which is neither here nor there altered altered states <laughs> yes which is you know how we choose to exist mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> gross um anyways what do you what do you got what do you got in your notes there um <laughs> If you're not getting shot at, you're not doing your job. <laughs> Which, honestly... You're Gotham's DA. Yeah. <laughs> she really rubs me the wrong way in this movie. I don't know what it is. That's so interesting. Because <laughs> I don't have that feeling. Like, just... I don't know. I just, like, all of her deliveries feel so forced to me. I think that's just who she is. I feel like a little bit she's like, oh, I'm in a comic book movie, so I'm going to be, like... A little... A little uh, up. Yeah. But she's... But, like, nobody else is doing that in this movie. That's fair. <laughs> Because she's better when she's clearly not acting, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, if you can catch somebody acting, they're not doing a good job <laughs> well, acting. Right. <laughs> um. Precisely. Um, 
do, 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 do. <laughs> I do have another note in here. Even Harvey Dent knows the ACAB. <laughs> Which, honestly... <laughs> Man, let's talk about Aaron Eckhart a little bit. I would love to. He gets overlooked in this movie because Heath Ledger is a... Oh, yeah. I mean, he's Heath Ledger. A god walking on Earth in this performance. Um, Truly a god among men. Mm-hmm. 100%. But Aaron Eckhart is a close second. He does great in this movie. Yeah. No, like I said, a very close second. Yeah. Um, he, The way he captures Harvey Dent is like a man overcoming mm-hmm. his own darkness moment by moment until finally he can't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really, it's really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, all his stuff with the coin is like a little too cute. Yeah. Cause but... like you, you almost don't notice it. Mm. At least I, I didn't, you know? And then I'm like, cause I don't think I've ever noticed it before. Oh, I mean, other a, than at the very, very end, as a Batman fan, like watching the movie, mm-hmm. the second he flips a coin, you're like, oh! well, also, Look, I mean, it's the coin. <laughs> He's going to be two faced. Mm-hmm. He oh. makes his own luck. That's well, yeah, I guess that's it. Wow. I liked that bit quite a bit actually. Mm-hmm. I don't think I noticed that oh, actually. That and then it was taken away from him because one side gets one side gets like right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. Um, but yeah, this was my first in- back in two thousand eight. This is my first introduction to Two Face. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't get it. I remember going into this movie not knowing if Two-Face was going to be in it, and just thinking, like, they're oh. going to introduce Harvey Dent and probably get Two-Face in the next one. Mm-hmm. That's what I hope happened, I'm still... Um, but I love that this movie has... Like, it doesn't leave... Like, Nolan's not precious enough to leave, like, these, like, wide-open, loose ends where he's like, right. oh, we'll get there in the next one. Like, he was just interested in telling a story with a beginning, middle, right, and end. Right, this one. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're um, all more or less kind of independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is probably why I viewed them as such. There's a <laughs> lot of shit in the third movie that picks up from the first movie. Oh, that's interesting. I think one of the like weird flaws in the third one is they almost don't want to fuck with the Dark Knight too much. Okay. Probably because of the Heath Ledger of it all. Oh, right. There's some Harvey Dent stuff, but a lot mm-hmm. of it is stuff that like doesn't make sense to me. There's that whole thing with the Dent Act where they made crime illegal, I guess. I genuinely don't <laughs> remember, so... Um, we'll get there. Great. Glad to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got going on? We have the Bat Bunker. The Bat Bunker. <laughs> Substituting for the Bat Cave in the yes. middle of Gotham City. He's got that cool uh, penthouse. Yes. It is pretty rad, though, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Well, it's cool because it's a really fun sort of call out to Batman in the early 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a whole thing where Dick Grayson was going to college and Batman was a solo act again. And there's all these issues where he's telling Alfred, like, we need to strip down and modernize. Like, we're out of touch. Like, mm-hmm. Batman needs to be, like, cool again. <laughs> so he, like, moves out of Wayne Manor, moves into a penthouse in downtown Gotham. Hmm. They kind of capture that, like, 70s Batman vibe a lot in this movie. And I really That's rad. dig that. That is a lot of fun. Do, 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 do. I definitely forgot about the plot point of trying to do the thing with all the criminals. Like, I kind of forgot. The two that... boats? Yes. Yeah. Like, I, well, even the, uh, what was I going to say? Like, trying to lock up 549 criminals at one time. Oh, the Rico case? Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I think I forgot that existed. That's I did remember really the boat fun. part. Like, that yeah. part I remembered. Yeah. But, um, that part was slaughter like... is the best medicine written in your notes. Yes, it was very funny. She... <laughs> what? Tell the story of one watching that and you go oh my god you do put an s on laughter and turns into 
And then I laughed myself for about <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> it's one of the greatest... This movie has so many, like, little touches with mm-hmm. the Joker that are, like, so fucking perfect mm-hmm. and, like, just pitched just the right way. No, absolutely. Also, oh, I'm oh. Just doing notes because what makes me so happy is seeing this. Uh-huh. If you looked at these notes, it makes sense that she was watching The Dark Knight during this. <laughs> just slaughters, just in big letters. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. This is how I took notes in high school and college. <laughs> this is just how I take notes. Um, I do have one thing that I wrote down, underlined, and then pointed to about six times. Huh. <laughs> Alfred is smarter than all of us. <laughs> we all Alfred's need one of them. Alfred's the best in this movie. Yes. And then another one right beneath it, actually. Morgan Freeman is a god among men. <laughs> I do like Morgan Freeman in this. Yeah. He, I don't know, he just makes my heart happy. Mr. Lau? <laughs> What's wrong with a phone call? <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, that that comment is followed by a fall from this height wouldn't kill me. I was like, all right, enjoy your broken ankles. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, yes, enjoy your broken ankles. Thank you. Next. <laughs> He's got some good lines as Batman in this movie. There are some winners, <laughs> like and like that one. Uh-huh. Like they're like, I feel like they're like shitty dad jokes. <laughs> A little like, bit. Kind of. There are less dad jokes when he, like, cripples you after he says it. Right, but, like, they come off that way Yeah. out of context. There are some really cool lines in this movie, and I've criticized Nolan before about a lot of dialogue just, like, mm-hmm. speaking the themes of the movie out loud. Right. But when the themes of the movie are so fucking cool, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of neat to hear them. Like, the uh, die hero or see yourself live long enough to become yeah. the villain thing. Um when Alfred and Bruce are first talking in the Bat Bunker after that first night out and he's like sewing himself up. Yeah. And he has that whole thing where he's like, know your limits. And he says, Batman has no limits. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. That stuff's so good. No, that is dope. And just the idea that like Bruce Wayne is on this track where he's going to kill himself and like maybe he wants to. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing with him seeing Harvey Dent and seeing it as a way out and then having to learn this like really hard lesson that like there's a reason he has to wear a mask and the, a reason Batman is necessary is because this is what fucking happens. Right. In a city like Gotham. You put yourself out there and you get lit the fuck on fire. <laughs> <laughs> or you get your bitch lit on fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he gets lit on fire. Well, <laughs> he yes, have. but... Just yeah. because he gets only half lit on fire doesn't mean he doesn't get lit on fire. It's... I mean, he lived... For a while. <laughs> you definitely get the impression that I think, like, Two-Face was always going to be a short-lived thing, because he was going to just die of infection yeah. or whatever. Because those wounds, wounds are insane. Yeah, he didn't have a fucking band-aid on them. When you see him for the first time, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of shocking. It's a little mind-blowing. Yeah, because, again, I was you know what 13 mm-hmm. and i was like ah <laughs> like, no thank you and i was coming at it from this really simple place if i just wanted to see his big weird eye in a movie i was like when they draw two face with a big weird eye a big weird eye yeah. <laughs> uh-huh yeah i sure fucking got it the biggest and weirdest eye they talk about how he's like he rejected skin grafts and he also won't take pain medication uh-huh so half of what's going on is it's just a person driven insane by <laughs> crippling pain yeah. By, like, a fourth-degree burn. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a hard no for me, dog. Yeah. Like, well, actually, probably at that point, too, 
almost all of his nerve endings are damaged, so he probably doesn't even ha- feel anything. Like, there's a point with, like, burn victims where you genuinely don't feel things. Yeah. So, he probably just has no feeling in his face. Yeah. Or half of it. Anyways. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> no. Um, it's also a really great um, version of his, like, two-tone suit, but the fact that half of it's just charred. Yeah. And, like, melted. I did also enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else do I got? Um, and they also that you specifically had that you wanted to talk about while oh I'm thumbing God, through this. this movie forever. Great. Glad to hear it. <laughs> um, ooh, guns are too quick. You miss the final moments. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like excuse me. Which yes. of them were cowards? Great. You can say I knew friends better than you. <laughs> He's so fucking good. He's God damn it. Awesome. He's uh, awesome. My eyes just got so wide. Wow. <laughs> I don't I don't want to kill you. You complete me. Also a winner. What would I do without you? Okay, great. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I wrote girl by on here. I don't know who I wrote that about. Is it when Rachel blows up? <laughs> no, that was after that. Girl by. No. Oh, maybe I did. Cause right before that, cause I like how they're both very aware that he's the one that's fucked off. <laughs> cause they're like, wait, do you mean? Oh no. <laughs> and they prep for him to die. And then he doesn't <laughs> like that's fucked up. It is like, it's so, it's such a like weird, deep level fuck up that yeah. the Joker delivers to them. Cause, yeah, because he just switches the addresses. Yeah. He knows which one, knows which one Batman will go to. Yeah, well, yeah. In, in that same moment, he also, like, really fucks with Batman's head. Because mm-hmm. he's like, how fucked up is that? That, yeah. that's a, that you made a selfish choice in this moment. Mm-hmm. And, and now and you're, you're stuck gonna, with Harvey Dent. And you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the whole movie, once the Joker encounters Batman and mm-hmm. figures out how delightful he is to deal with, because he starts coming from a place of like, well, he's just like a cop in a mask, mm-hmm. and I'm going to fuck with him, and I'm going to kill him. And then yeah. once they like actually meet each other, and he witnesses, like there's a there's an aspect to their relationship in this mm-hmm. where the jo- Joker is like delighted yeah. that somebody takes this so fucking seriously. It's that moment, I think, when after he crashes the Batpod, which mm-hmm. like, I could talk for an hour about the Batpod. How great that is! Is that the thing? The, the little motorcycle that pops oh, out I, of the yeah, tumbler. I I wrote it. Um, I was like, I do very much enjoy that battercycle because I didn't know what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> that bit, part where it drives up the wall and then flips around. Yeah, I was just like, <gasps> I remember seeing it for the first time in the theater and people cheering at that moment. And when he flips that truck, that was dope too. Uh huh. And that's like fucking Chris Nolan. They just flipped a truck. Yeah, he, he, Chris Nolan. <laughs> What's so great about the action, the, like, grand action in his movie, because he still can't do the fight scenes very well, um, but, like, the grand action in his movie is, like, you've seen cars, you know, blow up, you've seen cars turn into robots, you've seen all kinds of shit in movies, but, like, to see it for real, there, yeah. you can just feel it, and it feels so, like, fucking crazy. Like when he blows up the first car in the Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those fucking kids. <laughs> Um, but after that bit, when he's like, after he takes out the truck mm-hmm. and he crashes the bat pod, and the guy tries to take the mask off and it tasers him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, because he what the fuck? the the 
surface funny thing is the Joker thinks it's funny that somebody got electrocuted. Right. But he's also, like, he's so fucking delighted because he sees that, like, oh my god, I have a playmate. Like, this yeah. is, like, amazing. He cares about his identity so much. He yeah, like, he, t- he takes this nonsense so seriously. <laughs> he's like, here's somebody who's as crazy as me. Here for it. That's the beautiful thing with Batman and Joker. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale has talked a lot about how he had, like, a plan in this movie for his performance, and it was about Batman, like, going close to the edge, and he wanted to deliver this, like, kind of unhinged performance. And mm-hmm. then when he started acting with Heath, he was like, oh, fuck, like, I need to, like, go a different way. That's bonkers. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, That's fun, though. Mm-hmm. That's actually really fun. Um... <laughs> Going back to Maggie Gyllenhaal, so Zach has told me this fun fact that I'll never get over. Uh-huh. He told me about it when we first started dating, and I forget about it until he tells me about it like every other year. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, hold on. This okay. Is very, this is very relevant information. Okay. 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 All right, I'm live. So in high school, uh-huh. I took a film class, uh-huh. and for an assignment, we had to take our favorite movie and break it down, mm-hmm. and I chose The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. I broke the movie down mm-hmm. in all, like, basically it was just about Heath. Uh-huh. My history teacher slash film teacher uh-huh. had never seen The Dark Knight. Oh, really? And this is before Christmas break. Uh-huh. And he goes, that was an amazing presentation. I'm so intrigued. Can I borrow this movie over Christmas break? Oh, and I'm wow. like, yes. So tomorrow I bring him Dark Knight. I'm like, here you go. Mm-hmm. Come back from Christmas break. He has a full beard. And he goes, I didn't stop watching this movie. And he started to do Joker impersonations randomly in class. <laughs> and it would just be random classes, history classes that I'm not in there. Oh, he would Jesus. just start doing Joker impersonations. Oh, wow. And so in the time of me doing this, like, breakdown of The Dark Knight, I did so much background research on this movie. Uh-huh. And that's why I just, like, when we first started dating and we watched this movie probably the first time, I just started laying into her with, like, <laughs> fun facts about this movie. Why are you still married him? <laughs> hope out there. Oh my god, somebody pick something. <laughs> Alright, fine. Okay, so, 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 you're not even on mic. Alright. This is very dangerous episode because I will take over. Uh, <laughs> so, I told her the fun fact about the Maggie Gyllenhaal scene inside uh, when the Wayne's having his fundraising party for Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. They first meet, right? Yeah. So the fun fact about Maggie Gyllenhaal is because of Brokeback Mountain, Jake mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal, the Gyllenhaals, and Heath Ledger are very close. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Heath Ledger named Jake Gyllenhaal like godfather of his daughter. Oh. They're close. Yeah. So Maggie is in that scene, and this is the first time she sees Heath in full everything. Yeah. When he grabs her by the back of the head and puts the knife into her face and you see her look off screen, Uh she's looking at Nolan because she's so uncomfortable. She's asking for a cut. Yeah. And Nolan goes, fuck that. You're giving the performance of your lifetime right now. At the beginning of that scene, when Joker gets off the elevator, Alfred's supposed to have a line. Yep. And Michael Caine was like speechless. He forgot his line. And like couldn't. That's great. Yeah. Couldn't remember the line. And like Joker just shoves him out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like Heath just shoves him out of the way. Yeah. And yeah, there's so many fun facts in that scene. The guy he grabs and says, you remind me of my father. I hated my father. That's actually a senator. Who is he's a, in almost every Batman movie. He's a giant Batman fan. Yeah. Like, huge nerd. Uh-huh. You can see him. He's on that um, 
tribe or er, tribunal. He's on the uh, in Batman v Superman. He's like one of the people. Sitting oh, is he? The Holly Hunter. Yeah. Oh, poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> and he's in Dark Knight Rises as one of the uh, board members. He actually oh, okay. has lines. Oh, good for him. Yeah. He had a line here. That's true. So he had, pretty, not he had a pretty big line. He had a close up too. <laughs> he had a pretty big, like, huge yeah. line. Uh, yeah. And so I told her that fun fact, and like every time I see that scene, she looks, yeah. and it's like, she breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. Like, it is so, like, she's looking off set. Like, what? Yeah, like, what? And she's like, me. please stop this. <laughs> stop and, this. like, and Nolan's just like, nah, dude, you're giving, like, the performance. <laughs> you know what else I love about that scene? And it's something I've talked to you about before, Zach, is uh, I love when Bruce Wayne does Batman things, but, like, as Bruce Wayne. So, no, no, the part when, um, he knows shit's about to go down, and he puts Harvey down in that chokehold and then puts him in the cupboard, and then he's walking to, like, his uh, panic room or bat, bat bunker entrance, and that dude is like, all right, pretty boy, and he just, like, fucking smacks him with the butt of the gun, disassembles the gun, drops it, and just keeps on walking, doesn't break his pace. I was like, that's fucking Batman right there. It is. <laughs> well, Batman's the mask. Mm-hmm. Or no, Bruce is the mask. Bruce is the mask. In, the, in this moment, he's just, like, he's letting that go. There's even a moment, and, like, I know I make fun of him doing the voice. There's a moment when he's, like, putting Harvey Dent in the chokehold, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, they're coming for him. But he's speaking in the Batman voice, because he's, like, in the Batman mode already. It's pretty great. It's pretty good. That's the one bit where I won't make fun of him using the voice in it. <laughs> I will make fun of... I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> It's just... Well, why? Why just would you make fun Just don't say anything. Just don't say anything? Just don't say anything. There's so many moments in Nolan's Batman movies where it would have been more powerful if Batman didn't speak at all. Hmm. That's true. I agree with that. Most of those are in the third movie. Fair. But... Gotcha. It's a fun mess, but it's a mess. It's a hot mess. It's a mess. I just... I really think, like, Nolan didn't want to make it. We'll talk about it next time. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay speaking of conspiracy theories wow that was a great fucking segue uh-huh. um all the shit with the cell phones that yeah. shit was a little bit too close for comfort it was very like i don't know what he's what no one's trying to say ultimately I, like, I, feel, I don't feel like he's that conservative where he's like oh the patriot act's a good thing <laughs> but, well no but i feel like it is like kind of like a weird self-awareness of like you being able to be pinpointed listened to and potentially watched all at the same time yeah. I want to say there's a glimmer of, like, Batman being pushed Mm -hmm. too far and, Mm -hmm. like, making choices, like, doing the wrong thing to, like, finally get to the Joker. Like, he's having to compromise himself, which is what the Joker wants. Right, because that's why What's-His-Face is like, should we be doing this? Like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, this is wrong. Yeah. And he's like, well, we're going to do it anyways. Later later days. Got a blast. Like... (laughs) Gotta go stop the bad guy. (laughs) And you're gonna help. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I was like, hmm, reminds me of how my Amazon lady's always listening. (laughs) So I won't say her name. (laughs) It does get us to that fun moment of him um, in the tower with the doctors and the hostages where we've got lenses on the bat suit, finally, Mm -hmm. after all this time. It doesn't look great. They're a little bulbous and weird. It's the best we can get. I don't think it's the best we can get. It's the best, best we've. We get it's the, the best time. we've gotten. Yeah, 
Like, it looks a little weird. But, no, for the longest time, most Batman fans have wanted to see Batman with, like, white, glowing eyes, like he has in the comic books. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if I do, but all right. <laughs> I mean, I used to really feel that way. I used to really want lenses, and now I kind of, like, prefer seeing Batman's eyes. Yeah. Like, I want to see the eyes. I think that so. would weird me out a little. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I get it. I yeah, understand the concept. Yeah. So, I think, like, a good compromise is, like, they did, and there's, like, lenses that can be activated and deactivated. Yeah. That makes sense. Especially if you're coming at it from, like, a world of, like, there's, like, retinal identification and stuff like that. Yes. That he would want to cover his eyes. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. And then also just general eye protection yeah. for whatever and reason. And just the intimidation factor of it. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to project that you're something more than human, just the idea of these, like, just wide eyes staring back at you. Yeah, no, I'd be a little unnerved. Yeah, I, yeah babe, I get it. <laughs> babe. <laughs> babe. 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 No, babe. Babe, wait, babe. Um, okay. Hot Rod? Anybody? No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> well okay. Not. Um. Another Batman. The boat bit. Yes. What would you do? I don't. I. I. I wouldn't make a choice to kill other people. No, same. So. I was just wondering if you had an opinion yeah. on it. Um, I think that scene is like it feels so exhausting by that point mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. But it I really think, does. like, I think it's that's kind of what's brilliant about it mm-hmm. is because you're kind of in the same boat as like the other people in Gotham where you're like, okay, like we finally got to like a, and then like, nope, it's not over. <laughs> you're like, oh my god, it just keeps, <laughs> it fucking, just keeps going. fucking going. It gets worse. Um, it does get worse constantly. It kind of feels like it should have been a two-faced plot. The two boats. See, and that's what. Yeah, I completely could not agree more. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. I feel like it should have been, and maybe was supposed to be, and then yeah. just ended up not being one. I'm not really sure. But I do really like that it's, like, the thing that proves the Joker wrong. And I yeah. like that that's the ultimate triumph of Batman over the Joker, where mm-hmm. Batman's, like, like goodness does exist in mm-hmm. people. Like, even the guy that was, like, so gung-ho about killing everybody was like, ah. Yeah. And I love Tiny Lister showing up in that scene. He's the that... big dude. Yes. Okay, the, great. On the, on the prisoner boat. Mm-hmm. You'd probably recognize him from Friday. Yes. 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 Wow. I haven't seen that in a out. long time. Yeah. Yeah. I've got. I haven't seen that since I used to work in EMS work. Yeah. Whew. Good times back at the uh, county fairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, because at the fairs we had a tent and like people would come to us instead of like patrolling. Mm-hmm. So um, we would watch movies all day until people like came and were like Perfect. needed, you know, EMT work. Yeah. That's great. Watched a lot of fucking movies. But then, we so Batman mm-hmm. stops the Joker. He does. Throws the Joker over the side of the building, catches the Joker. Mm-hmm. And we have maybe the saddest thing in any movie ever because of what it promised, but it could never deliver. It's the Joker telling Batman, I think we were destined to do this forever. Yep. And seeing it and knowing that Heath was gone and mm-hmm. that we would never see the follow-up to this. Yeah. Which is wild. And and also, like, it's weird, because in that scene, too, because you're like, is does he want to die? He constantly yeah. wants to put Batman in a position where he's compromising himself. Right, but, he like... He die. If he dies, he wants Batman to kill him, because then he breaks his one rule. Yes. Right. So, he doesn't necessarily want to die, but he's willing to die. That's why he's laughing on the way down, because Batman... Could have killed him. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. But he doesn't. Okay. You truly are incorruptible, aren't you? 
Yeah, that makes sense. In force. He's kind yes. of doing a De Niro face. It doesn't matter. Doing the thing. So I remember um, I went to visit my friends in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. I had decided I was going to move there. Mm-hmm. We were looking at apartments. I was driving back when my mom called me and was like, did you see this thing about Heath Ledger? And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, oh, they're saying that uh, he passed away, like an accidental overdose. And I was like, no way. Like, you're being... You're full of shit. Yeah, like you're yeah. reading, like, a, like TMZ. The, the Onion or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not true. And then, like, getting home and seeing everything. That's crazy. And, like, it was... It, I, I was weird. It was, like, the first time that the death of, like, a celebrity, mm-hmm. like, really affected me in that way. Where okay. I was like, oh, my God. Like, he was, like, 26. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wild it's fucking wild yeah yeah i remember like it didn't like personally affect me that much Mm -hmm. um i know like a lot of people that i had gone to middle school with like really loved him um or not people that i went to middle school with but um people that i did swim team with outside of school because they were my secular friends (laughs) 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 that were allowed to watch real movies Like, I had so many friends that, like, literally couldn't watch anything past PG until they were in high school. Ugh. Like, I can't make that shit up. It's gross. Yes. I'll tell you some weirder shit later, if you'd like, <laughs> about the super, super duper mm-hmm. uh, Christian people that I yeah. used to associate with. Um, I mean, but, if you can't guarantee that you're going to hold on to your values because you watched a movie, do you right. really have those values? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, like, this is... I also went to a school that banned Harry Potter and black nail polish because they thought that was were signs of the occult. So, yes. 100%. Um, I remember a girl, like, uh, for a book report, started reading The Da Vinci Code, and they were like, absolutely the fuck not. Mm-hmm. They, like, literally took it away and told her she could never have it back. <laughs> also, for everybody's edification, occult just means secret knowledge. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but uh, the Baptists did not yeah. think of it that way. Put it with the long-running history of the church from the very beginning, yes. telling you knowledge is bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> knowledge, bad. <laughs> Anyways, but so my secular friends, they were, like, I knew people that were, like, devastated. Mm-hmm. Like, bitches, like, on their MySpace pages, like, these, <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. very elaborate, like, rest in peace things on their yeah, fucking... He had, like, a brand new child at that point, I think. Like, two or three years old, his daughter was. Yes, with Michelle Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal's godfather. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I said, like, I I thought it was sad as fuck, but I just didn't really, like, know too much about the situation. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize they were that close. I think that's cool. The the story they legit tell is when you have a love story involving another man, you just naturally... Really, like, bond to a certain way. There's a scene where they fuck. One of my (laughs) favorite... It's true. There are a few scenes where they fuck. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite stories about like any human being is um, they were they were going to I think they were presenting at the Oscars the year after Brokeback Mountain came out, and the Oscar like they gave them the script with all these like gay jokes in their like presentation. And Heath Ledger's like I'm not fucking doing this. Like it's not a fucking joke to me. And I was like, this guy was a fucking badass. He was ahead of his time. Yeah. What an icon. I know for real. No. Yeah. That happens to be mm-hmm. about two men. Yeah. We miss you, Heath. Yep. If I could trade someone for you, I would. <laughs> I would trade multiple people. <laughs> yeah, I would say. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I have a, a, a long list. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else specific you wanted to talk about? Uh, what, it, what haven't we... I don't, I'm not really sure. What haven't we got into? Zach, you got anything? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just what you me. got? Throw something out and I'll go. We just did. We just, yeah, we just did. Oh, so actually, leading into Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. there is something. Um, so, Zach was right. We didn't really cover. Harvey Dent has Jim Gordon's wife and son. Right. At we... the building where Rachel died. Yes. Um, Batman saves um, Gordon's son in a way that's like a little evocative of what happens at the end of year one. Yeah. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Kills Harvey Dent in the process. Mm-hmm. And then they make a decision that I don't really understand <laughs> about Batman taking on like all the people Dent killed, claiming responsibility so that they can maintain Harvey Dent's reputation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's valid. Like if you can go in and say, like, oh, this per this person who tried all these people <laughs> was like a secret maniac. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can see a lot of people getting, um, you know, get let out of prison for that. But it sets up, to me, this, like, very clear idea that, like, in that moment, the resolution is Batman learns that he was wrong for thinking that his crusade was finite. Right. That he's always going to be Batman. Gotham mm-hmm. is always going to need Batman. The idea of Batman can change and evolve into whatever Gotham needs. Yeah. And this is where the movie ends ends with us. Like right. this is what Batman learns in the, at the end of this movie. And then the next movie starts, and they're like, "Oh, he quit being Batman after that. He hasn't been Batman for eight years." This is where. Do have to... the mic back. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Fill the space. Fill the space. So this is where I started diving into like conspiracy theories about. If Nolan was to do a third movie with Ledger. What would it be? What would it be? Uh And it would have actually been a very natural continuation of this. It would have been Heath Ledger's locked away, much like Hannibal Lecter. Mm -hmm. And Batman actually has to go to Joker, and they have to have meetings about this new villain that is plaguing Gotham at such an extreme rate that they, the, basically Gotham goes, we need Batman back. And it would have, rumors were it was going to be Riddler. Yeah. Because Riddler's the next... Like, if you look at Joker and Riddler, they're not too far off. Well, that's why I think they probably weren't going to do it. The, well, it would be, he would have been, like, a natural... Like, he would have saw what Joker was doing and goes, oh, I can do better. Because so I'm smarter. Here's my pushback to that theory. Mm-hmm. I think Nolan... What got him to do The Dark Knight was that it was just a different... It was not Batman Begins 2. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a different movie. Yeah. So I think if he wanted to come back into a third one it also would have been a different movie. And I think Heath definitely would have been involved. Oh, yeah. And the arc would have continued, but I don't think he would have made The Dark Knight 2. No, no, no. In that It would have been a different movie, but it would have been it would have been such an extreme version of what... I think he probably would have used Bane still. You still think, still think Bane? Yeah. Because I still think Joker would have been like involved in like kind of like a, a, a Silence of the Lamb style. No, I think you're right about that. But Bane doesn't fit that. Or in some way. Not that we can think of. Not that we can think no of. Unless he changed Bane. Stuff. Yeah. He changed Bane a lot. Yeah. So unless he changed completely all of Bane's. Because like my natural idea is like you go with the Riddler because Riddler is so close to Joker. Mm-hmm. Like if, you, if you're going to put two villains together in Batman's universe, it's Joker and Riddler. They're very close. One's just using very mental 
I'm smarter than you, Batman. I can beat you. Yeah. Where Joker's like, I'm just going to break your entire philosophy. I don't think that's good storytelling, though. I think they're too similar to put, like, one right after the other or to, like, work together. Yeah, it probably would have capped off with, like, some sort of version of Joker's using everybody and he gets out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, you can't have somebody, like, triumph Joker in the end. So I guess I could see, like, it would be, like, almost like a Dark Knight 2. I did see that somebody, um, in almost, it was almost, it was more of a throwaway thing. It wasn't really using Joker, but it was supposedly a deleted scene from Rises where mm. Bane is breaking everybody out and he leaves the Joker in. Oh, shit. Like, specifically. Well, yeah, it would have been interesting. Because, like, yeah. I just I think, know. I think, I think we'll never know what he was going to do. I think he had a plan. I do think Heath was involved. I think he wanted to do a third movie with Heath. Yeah. Because, like, we talked about, Nolan doesn't like, like, loose ends or cliffhangers. Yeah. And he leaves a giant one with Heath still hanging. But he, like, he's been, def- my thing is, like, he's been defeated. The threat of the Joker is gone. So the threat of the Joker is gone, but all he has found is his new obsession. As he's hanging upside down, he realizes yeah. everything is minute. All he concentrates now is Batman. Yeah. So like it's 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 he's defeated, but he's also found a new passion. Yeah, and then Batman also, like I said before, like he's a symbol of Batman's mission never being over. Mm-hmm. So I think like the like the Joker still being alive and still being out there is part of that. Yeah. But I just like I think. Like, anything that's too similar to The Dark Knight, I think we can just cast off as, like, was never going to happen, because he was never going to repeat himself in that way. Yeah, unless he found, like, the one person who was worth it. Like, I think what was cool about Rises, what works about Rises, is, like, it's this new color palette, it's a new kind of movie. Very much so. Batman Begins is, like, orange, and The Dark Knight is blue, and and Rises is, like, monochromatic, it's almost like a black and white movie. Yep. I think there's a reason he never mentions Joker. Yeah. There's a reason, and I th- oh, yeah. I, I do think... That's his, 100% true. Yeah, and, and his idea of what the third one was going to be, I do think is just wildly different than what we got. Yeah, no, I don't, I'm don't. i not disagreeing with you there yeah. at all. And I just think there was something we're missing. Like, if Joker was alive, what would it be? Would it Again, I don't know if it'd be Bane. Yeah, I really don't know. Because Bane is so physical, where Joker is so mental. Right, well, I, I think that's why he chose Bane. He did. Well, it made sense. Yeah. Time to break the bat, physically. Because yeah. he broke him mentally, tried to break him mentally. Right. Let's break him physically. Right. It makes sense, like, but I do think there was something... Joker had a part, and I don't know what it is. And yeah. it's going to haunt he me till I die. <laughs> because, unless Nolan gives some sort of deep interview of what he had planned. Which I don't know if he ever will. I don't think he will. I don't think I'll ever talk about it. I don't think so. And it's just going to, like, I'll spend the rest of my days just wondering what ifs. Yeah. Anyways, get this away from me. <laughs> I will take over your podcast. <laughs> Jamie, okay, do you I'm have back. any final thoughts? Anything to offer? Up? Um, probably nothing, nothing constructive. <laughs> how, did you, how did you feel about this movie? I, I like this movie. Stuff. I mean, I, again, I've seen it multiple times. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't have like a like mind and you know mind shattering opinion about it. Like I like I said, I was what thirteen when I saw it the first time, uh-huh. or twelve going on thirteen, I think, or thirteen going on four. It doesn't matter. Anyways, I was young and it didn't. I like. I would say yeah. I, at the time, it didn't really do much for me. Um, watching it more as an adult, I definitely have more of an appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like, I'm not going to sit here and say it's, like, one of my favorite movies ever. But it's also, like, this isn't typically, like, my cup of tea, though. What's your favorite part? What's my favorite part? What's your favorite part of this movie? I love the opening scene with the bank. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And then I also really enjoy the scene with the fundraiser. Yeah. And then also the blowing up the hospital. Because I think it's the most chaotic fucking thing that anyone could ever do. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes. I have a story to tell. Oh, no. So, when they shot this movie, uh, Nolan being Nolan, found a hospital that was scheduled to be demoed. Oh, perfect. And they really blew up this hospital. No way! And they really wired... They demoed it, and they put, like, explosions in CGI. Um, But they really destroyed a hospital. When they were shooting the scene... Heath Ledger is, you know, they're on the set. He's in his fucking Nurse Joker get home. Yeah. Which is a great moment in this movie it's that we so didn't great. really talk about. No, he didn't. Um, he's in his Nurse Joker get up. And you see this take in the movie. This is the take that's in the movie. Okay. He hits the button and mm-hmm. nothing happens. Right. And they're like, fuck. Like, we had one shot at this. We oh, like, it was it. supposed to go it off. It was supposed to go off. Oh. It's not going off. Heath doesn't break character. Mm-hmm. He just, like, he's, like, you know, doing his thing where he's, like, shaking it and, like... What the fuck? Like, yeah. Around, like, what's going on? And then it goes off and he, like, reacts and just, like... That's real. Quickly walks away. That's all real. Something didn't go right and there was, like, a, a <laughs> pause nuts. in the actual sequence. That's nuts. And he fucking saved the take and played it off. Because it's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. very well done. It's awesome. It's perfect. Yeah. It is perfect, but wowzers. Everything he does in this movie is like no, he's a perfect human being. Imperfect. Rest in power, King. Mm-hmm. What a fucking way to go out, too. I know. And then you saw that other like really weird movie that he was in that didn't that uh, they like needed like three people to like Dr. be him. Parnassus. Yes, yeah. I couldn't think of the name I of that movie. Thank that. you. I've seen every Terry Gilliam movie for better or worse. I but also have they done? He used to do the animations for Money Python. <sighs> Um, and he's okay. done like a lot. He did like Twelve Monkeys with Bruce Willis. I haven't seen it. Uh, Brazil, uh, The Fisher King with Robin Williams. It's probably a movie you might love. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm I'm shaking my head at all this. No one can see. But... Twelve Monkeys is great. It's about time travel. I say it's about monkeys. It's about Bruce Willis coming from the future mm-hmm. to tr- try to find a cure to a virus that is decimating humanity. Fuck. Too uh, real. Yes. Not watching that. Anyways. Yes. Brad Pitt is in it. He's amazing in it. Based on a uh, French experimental film called La Jete. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The more you know. Yeah, I had no idea. But no, um, it was one of my notes where I was like, "That's truly one of the most like chaotic things that you could ever reasonably do is blow up a hospital." Yeah. Um, if Coleman Reese isn't dead in the next five minutes, I blow up a hospital. What about that? What about it? What is your Zach? Your Riddler response to uh, everybody that thinks that Mr. Reese is the Nolan version of the Riddler here in this movie. Oh, shit. Hmm. We didn't talk about that. There's a Wayne Enterprises contractor who kind of finds the uh, plans for yes. the Tumblr and is like, uh, this motherfucker's Batman. Yeah. and then So you're going to pay me a shit ton of money. Which is funny because it's Nolan pointing out his own plot holes. Exactly. Right. And like Christian Bale shows up, and they're like, "Oh, we have a Batmobile that we're not using. Would you like to use it?" <laughs> what about this bat suit? <laughs> <laughs> All these bat things. Would you like that, Would sir? Would you like them for your Batman project? <laughs> um, but yes. He show, he's like, "Okay, this motherfucker is one hundred percent Batman, or at least funding Batman." Mm-hmm. Um, I want in. <laughs> and fucking Morgan Freeman with his best moment, where he's like, "So, 
your plan is to blackmail this guy with limitless resources who beats the shit out of people for fun at night. Sounds great. <laughs> that sounds like a great plan. You do that, buddy. Go for Go it. Go ahead, friend. And then he's like, wow, man, he's like, you're right. I'm out. Yep. <laughs> he's right. I'm big dumb. Yeah. And then he, he makes a big show of revealing who Batman is. Joker doesn't want that. He wants the game to mm-hmm. keep going. <laughs> Sets the entire city after this motherfucker. Yes. One of Bale's best moments when he saves him in the Lamborghini from uh, getting just plowed by that. Yeah. And uh, Gordon's like, oh, that's a very brave thing you did. And he's like, what, trying to catch the lane? <laughs> you weren't protecting the armored car? Why, isn't it? <laughs> huh? <laughs> he gets fewer moments in this movie mm-hmm. to play, like, shitty public Bruce, but he fucking slays it. Yeah, I actually, one of my notes was, uh, swing past your knees, big dick player! That dinner scene with, <laughs> yeah. uh... With Rachel and Dent. So good. He's like, we should put a couple tables together. Yeah. He's like, I don't think they'll let us. Oh, they should. I own the place. Yeah. Like, oh, great. Thank you. And there's so many moments where he's like, it's his dismissiveness mm-hmm. that is so fucking funny to me. Yeah. When he's uh, he's talking about Gotham and he, and Dent gets his little dig and he's like, oh, is Wayne Manor in the city limits? Mm-hmm. He's like, the Palisade? Sure. You know, as DA, you should probably know where your jurisdiction right. ends. And then he like just looks away. <laughs> he's bored with the conversation. You're like, this man just said that and acted like he didn't say it. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's with that Russian ballerina. Yep. And then swifts her away so that uh, they can't go to the ballet. Takes the entire company. Yes. All the ballerinas out on his boat. And then gets a, a perfect mm-hmm. alibi for when he goes to China. <laughs> I mean, honestly, a power move. So fucking good. Mm-hmm. And she has that, what if Harvey Dent is Cape Crusader? She puts the thing over him, and he's got a real Batman chin. Aaron he Eckhart. does. I mean, it's not, like, the, obviously the same person, but... Right. Well, he, he looks probably more like a comic book Batman. Well, yeah, because he has a clutch chin. chin. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought that too, but I was like, I think it's funny because she was like, maybe it's him. And I'm like, okay, I feel like in the pictures you've seen of him, he clearly doesn't have a cleft chin. Like, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I don't think there are a lot of pictures of Batman. I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming. Out but there. I'm assuming that, like, he's caught, been caught in the news at least once. He's not like George Clooney where he's, like, going to. Like... Why not? Oh, shit. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, we invited Batman to our ice gala. I don't know. It seems pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> our jungle fundraiser whatever whatever the fuck that was um, yeah why not but yeah I think you know Batman wears a mask but on top of that I don't think a lot of people see Batman I think a lot of people like aren't even 100% convinced there is a Batman hmm okay you get a better chance of winning the lottery than run into that guy yeah <laughs> fair 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 okay whatever <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No, there's, there's not no. a lot of pictures of Batman. Floating no, I just like, he's not like, on like the cover of Time. Maybe, maybe he's a man of the year or the Time but person of the sexiest year. Sexiest man alive. Yeah, that's <laughs> people. <laughs> people, sexiest man. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I could see it. Yeah, totally. Why not? Saving a bunch of orphans from a fire. <laughs> Get an Instagram selfie. Anyways. <laughs> Can I have a picture of you, Batman? Uh, he sure. He punches you in the face. <laughs> God. He's not Superman. He's not going to be on your podcast. That's unfortunate. With his CG mouth. Well, no one should have a CG mouth. Telling the kids what he loves the most about Earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing to love. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> we need you now, Superman. <laughs> More Please than ever. Help us. <laughs> 
Are you done being um, Geralt yet? <laughs> I'm still high on that Michael B. Jordan as Superman train. I wouldn't be mad at that. No? Yeah. I think he'd be really good. That man's got a lot of I can see charisma. It. Yeah, he does. You have an opinion? Oh, it's Henry. He signed a multi-year deal. I don't know. I don't know. Have they announced that? The last public thing he said is like, I'd love to come back, but we'll see. I thought he was announced. That was like officially like he signed on to do multiple no, movies, I'd... but not necessarily Superman. I think it's movies. all rumor at this point. Yeah, I don't know. DC fandom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The people that were convinced that Affleck was 100% coming back, and now everybody's like, look, it's not happening. <laughs> but, dear God, no. Not only that, but HBO Max is committing to the yes, the Reeves Batman universe. They're doubling down. Take that, you Snyder fucks. <laughs> wow. Pattinson is Batman. <laughs> Accepted. He's ours now. <laughs> uh, all right, well, did you have anything else? Uh, no, I'll sign off with that. Okay, great. What Fuck are... you, Pattinson. Do we want to tell the boys and girls and non-binary folk what we're reading next week? Join us next week. We'll be reading a Batman miniseries mm-hmm. by Len Wein and Jim Starlin mm-hmm. called Batman the Cult. Hmm. I see a lot of this book in Dark Knight Rises. Okay. And not a lot of people talk about it. It's mm-hmm. a great, super weird miniseries where mm-hmm. Batman... Is fighting a literal cult that's like growing in the sewers of Gotham City. Rad. Led by this like crazy motherfucker called Deacon Blackfire. I mean, honestly, if I was gonna make up a name for myself, it'd probably be something along that line. It's a cool book. It's not a super well known one, but it's one of my favorite Batman comics. Hmm. Plus Len Len Wein art, so Alright. Well excited to check that out. Um do you have any parts it is offhand or no? Um I, I don't know. It's probably six issues, but you can just read it in a collection. Okay. I was just trying to figure out so I don't fuck up things later, like I usually do. I don't know. I have to correct myself. I just really embarrassed myself. Oh, no. What happened? It's Bernie Wrightson. Art. <gasps> Bernie Wrightson is the artist. <sighs> oh. Well, I saw you look really concerned, and I was like, oh, no. What happened? <laughs> I had to, like... Process. D- d- yeah, do a revolution in my... <laughs> The gears had to turn all the way around. CPU. Um, <laughs> Bernie Wrightson is the artist, and Jim Starlin is the writer. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go back and edit that in, so I'm no, glad you corrected fine. yourself. Great. I will, I I'm will lazy. fully take any, uh, any heat I get for that. I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> is it everyone's going to be so pissed at you. You're going to get all the angry emails. I'm pissed at myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah. it's like that. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'm not reading off notes or anything. No, this you're not. It's all coming out of my head <laughs> as I go. Yes, so, which is, you know, better than I could do, so, because mm-hmm. I sure as fuck would have, I was just like, yeah, totally. That doesn't make me feel better. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fair. I'll allow that. <laughs> but we're well. going to read The Cult, and then we're going to do Dark Knight Returns. Cool, 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 Dark Knight cool. Rises. Man, you're fucking up left and right. Dark Knight Rises, and then we're going to read Dark Knight Returns. Got it. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to watch Batman v Superman. And cry. A lot. But we're not going to watch Justice League. We're going to be done after Batman v Superman with Cinematic Batman. Wow. Until, I mean, I would like to ignore Batman v Superman's Batman, too. But Batman's in the title, so we're going to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, it's the only live-action returns anything. Before. Gotcha. Yeah. Even I mean, the there's a lot of Dark Knight Returns in Dark Knight Rises as well, mm-hmm. as well as, you know... Um, Night's Night's End and the Bane stuff. Yeah, I'd say more of the Bane stuff. Yeah. I'm surprised you guys aren't going to read. 
I think we covered enough Bane. That story is so long. Yeah. The story is actually based off of where he breaks his back. Yeah. Uh... But it's like in three Oh my god, spoilers. I forgot omnibuses. that happened. I'm just kidding. Oh, you're going to find out. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we know enough about Bane. We covered enough about Bane. Um, and that story, that story is actually pretty good, but it's so long. It's, it's long and I really want people to read the cult. I really want to get that out there. Cool. There right on. Everyone here, everyone join a fucking cult. Yes. That's what the fuck we're saying. I feel like I could lead a good cult. I'm going to end with that. <laughs> good. Bye. <laughs>